0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel, the Book of Luke. Verse 31. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, And shall name him jesus he will be great and will be called the son of the most high the lord god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over the house of jacob forever there will be no end to his kingdom now please note here and this is important that this account is not about mary but jesus the famous words written here have been read and proclaimed millions of times since that day. Forever the great proclamation of redemption for mankind. The Old Testament is effectively the historical account of the Garden of Eden in its totality. It is a story production of man's attempt to, well, go it alone, if you will. Apparently, God allowed all of it, the entirety of the Old Testament and all the history behind it, to prove His point we can't do it. I mean, we tried kings and judges. We tried with laws. We tried the every man for himself method and the live and let live method. We even attempted to make sacrifices ourselves, to make ourselves right with God through our own efforts. And we failed on all accounts. In the latter end of the Old Testament, Israel was a sinking ship. Because of man's failures in all of the above attempts I mentioned, Israel was going away into bondage now. A virtual picture of slavery to sin. They had lost the fight and had sent up an emergency signal. And having done so, finally, redemption. Verse 34. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, seeing I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who was born from you will be called the Son of God." Mary is clearly claiming here that she was a virgin. For many, this is difficult to believe as factual. If such was indeed a fact, well, that would mean that anything could happen. Anything was and is possible. Yet, if you can create every living thing in a coordinated symphony of creation in just six days, if you can make an Adam and Eve without an earthly mother or father, then why would one doubt that God could make one with a mother and no earthly father? The bottom line in all of this is that if we have a problem with this account, then we have a wholesale lack of understanding of what it means to be God. And certainly, What it means to have the power that goes along with that name. Verse 36 says, "Behold, Elizabeth, your relative also has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was also called barren. For nothing spoken by God is impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible." You know, if you can accept that one verse of Scripture, all the rest of Scripture is easy. Verse 38, Mary said, Behold the servant of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Mary claims herein to be the servant of God. The word is translated from the term slave girl. Mary is simply saying she is a bond slave. She had made a choice a long time before that day to be used by God in any way that he saw fit. I wonder if we've made that same declaration. And if so, do we mean it? If true, then anything is possible. Verse 39 says, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah, and entered to the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She called out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the voice of your greeting came into my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of the things which have been spoken to her from the lord mary said my soul magnifies the lord my spirit has rejoiced in god my savior for he has looked at the humble state of his servant For behold from now on all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me holy is his name His mercy is for generations and generations on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down princes from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good news. He has sent the rich away empty. He has given help to Israel, his servant, that he might remember mercy. As he has spoken to our fathers, to Abraham and his offspring forever. Mary then stayed with her about three months and then returned to her house. Now, verses 46 to 55 that we read there are commonly called the Magnificent. Note verse 49 of that text, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. You know, these are the words of the individual who had made the earlier pledge. Behold the bondservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. I believe these two statements are all meant to be together. Verse 57, now the time that Elizabeth should give birth was fulfilled, and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had magnified his mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. On the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zacharias after the name of his father. His mother answered, Not so, but he will be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by that name. And they made signs to his father what he would have him called. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. They all marveled. His mouth was opened immediately and his tongue freed and he spoke, Blessing God. Fear came on all who lived around them. And all these sayings were talked about throughout all the hill country of Judea. All who heard them laid up in his heart, saying, What then will this child be? The hand of the Lord was with him. His father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he has spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been from of old. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy toward our fathers to remember his holy covenant the oath which he swore to Abraham our father to grant us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies should serve him without fear, people in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life and you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His people by the remission of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the dawn from on high will visit us, to shine on those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child, is growing, and becoming strong in spirit, and was in the desert until the day of his public appearance to Israel. It seems John was born right on time, just as the angel had told him. The impossible had come to pass. God has been manifesting that kind of miraculous power not only long before, but indeed long since. Elizabeth's story is recorded for all of history, But even if ours are not written today, if ours had not been written for the masses to read, we all have our own stories of the miraculous, stories of the impossible made possible, the unthinkable becoming reality. And these are the stories of our lives. We, the bond slaves, That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.